Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It is the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live in uh, Columbus, Ohio, but also in Washington, D.C. If you just tuned in, we are simulcasting today. My name is Bob Bernie. I host Bob Bernie Live every weekday afternoon in Columbus, Ohio on WRFD, the word AM880 and 104.5 FM. But today I also have the privilege of filling in for Don Crow, who hosts the Don Crow Show every afternoon on WAVA 105.1 FM in our nation's capital. So once again, we are simulcasting, and what a privilege and an honor for me to be able to do that. This is Election Day 2022. Um, in the last hour, well, the bottom of the last hour, uh, I asked, how did it go today? Did you vote? How did it go? What was your experience like? And I can't believe it. I haven't had one single person give me a call and give me a report on how it went. Uh, I would love to hear what things are like in the Washington, D.C. area, Virginia, Maryland, D.C. I would love to hear what your experience was like. Now, I realize many of you have voted early, absentee voting, and so forth. If so, tell me what that was like and why. If you voted early, why? How did it go? Are you pleased? Uh, Are you confident that your vote will be counted correctly? Do you have confidence in that? Again, I'd love to hear from you here in Ohio. Uh, Those listening on WAVA, give me a call. Again, my wife and I had a wonderful experience. It was smooth. Uh, here in Ohio, and I would assume wherever you vote, it is mandatory. It has to be bipartisan, equal representation of Republicans and Democrats side by side, uh, checking each other out. And it took us about 30 minutes, uh, which is fine. I did not mind that at all. I will say this. We have been voting at the same precinct now for almost 17 years this is the largest midterm uh, turnout I've ever seen, by far. Uh, today, at our precinct anyway, was much more like a presidential election than a midterm election. Uh, and, and I think I expected it. I think I expected it, and that was the case. So anyway, here's my number, and I know those of you in the D.C. area, this is not the number that you are familiar with, but it's the number to use today, 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. 83, I would just say to those of us who remember almost always knowing the official results of an election by 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, if it was a presidential election, 
you know, maybe midnight, one o'clock. I have a feeling that in many states, many races, we're not going to know the results for 24, 48, 72 hours. It could be longer than that. Uh, I think the changes... This is my personal opinion. I'm going to lapse into editorial mode here. I always try to warn my listeners when I'm going into editorial mode. I want you to know when I'm giving you fact and when I'm giving you my opinion. Well, this is my opinion. I think most of the changes in our election system, state by state by state across America, have been counterproductive. I don't like early voting. Uh, It's here, and if it's legal, use it. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like mail-in voting at all. I don't like it. In fact, I'm opposed to it. Absentee voting, yes. If for whatever reason you're out of town, you're out of the country, you're sick, there's no way you can make it to the poll, yes, absolutely absentee voting. Otherwise, No, go to the poll and go on the day of election. And I realize that um, that would mean longer lines. But if we put all of the time, effort, and money into elections on election day that we're putting into mail-in voting, early voting, and so forth, I think we could have an increased number of polling stations, voting machines, that I think we could reduce the wait times and so forth just by being more efficient and focusing on Election Day. I would support a national holiday on Election Day. I would support that fully. Make it like Easter, Christmas, Fourth uh, of July. Make it a national holiday. Uh, shut down the banks. Most businesses could and would close, and let's understand how important elections are. So anyway, those are my thoughts. For whatever they're worth, and for uh, my thoughts, and about $8, you can get a cheap cup of coffee at Starbucks. Uh, so anyway, 877-BOB-LIVE, if you'd like to share your election experience today, 877 877- 262-5483. By the way, you may disagree with me on the whole early voting, mail-in balloting, and so forth. And if so, let's talk about it. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, before I get to the next break, uh, no, 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 I don't have time for that. Uh, I'm coming up on the break here in about a minute and 30 seconds. When we come back from the break, I have an incredible story from NBC. Yeah, NBC News. If you are a Republican, you are probably a violent threat to America just by being a Republican, according to NBC. Yeah. Uh, No, seriously, I've got that. I'll share that with you when we come back. But before that, just quickly... Before the top of the hour break, I was talking about the things going on in the church. 
And what the thing, what's going on in the church is more important than what happens on Election Day, and I really believe that. Well, this is not America, but I was talking about mainline Protestant denominations here in America, the fact that all of them are either dying or dead because they have left their dedication to God's Word. They have abandoned the authority of God's Word, and look what has happened. Every one of them, without exception, is either dead or dying. Well, the Church of England has been on the ropes for a long time. You can begin playing the funeral dirge for the Anglican Church, the Church of England. Some of the top bishops in the Church of England, for the first time, are publicly calling for same-sex marriages conducted by the church. Some very influential bishops are saying, it's about time. Now, they don't quote scripture at all. No, it's all about being unjust and fair. Yeah, this will be the last nail in the coffin of the Church of England. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live in Ohio and Washington, D.C. Thank you for joining me. I have asked if you'd like to share your voting experience today. And I understand we have Bruce. And Bruce, are you actually in Kentucky? Yes. Well, well, I've been welcoming people in Ohio and in Washington, D.C. I need to welcome people in Kentucky as well. Bruce, (laughs) welcome. And I understand you want to share your voting experience today. Uh, Yes. uh, I I listen on the app. uh, And uh, my wife and I uh, moved to Kentucky from central Ohio. Uh, This was our first opportunity to vote in a general election in Kentucky. All right. And uh, when we went to the polling booth at the local community center, uh, um, it was, uh, oh, they had a steady flow. Uh, I only had to wait behind one or two people, but as soon as we got out of the way, somebody else was walking through the door coming in. Uh, um, in, Ohio, in Kentucky, we vote on a paper ballot, and then they run that through a scanner. So you actually, so, no machine, an actual paper ballot? An actual paper ballot. I can't tell you the last time I saw a paper ballot. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, okay. Um, and, and what kind of ID did you have to show? Driver's license. Driver's license. Okay. Yep. And uh, uh, they, they checked us with, with the, 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 you know, they, they of course had a laptop and they checked us in and we had to sign on the, the laptop with our finger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did too. Um, and, uh, but uh, all in all, uh, it, it was a, it was a good experience. Uh, I'm having to get used to some new political offices because a lot of the political offices in Kentucky are much different than the political o- county county level. Yeah, are much different than the political offices in Ohio. Um, so I haven't really learned some things about the, the, how the government in Kentucky works. Okay. <laughs> 
But overall, you were uh, you were but, pleased with the experience, and uh, are you confident that your vote will be counted accurately? Almost definitely. Okay, good. Uh, well, Bruce, yeah. thank you. I did hey, not expect can, any can calls from. Con- yeah, sure. Go ahead. Can I mention one more thing, real quick? As, yeah. as as you're thinking about your voting today, this Friday's Veterans Day. Take this week and take time to thank the veterans. Uh, excellent. You the possibility yes. to vote today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce, for that reminder. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Thanks for calling. God bless you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, next up is George in Maryland, and George is going to share with us his voting experience. Hi, George. Welcome, and thanks for calling. It's such a pleasure to hear you doing what you're doing every day. Uh, especially here in Maryland. Well, thank you. It is my honor, my privilege, and you're very encouraging. Thank you. Thank you, too. You are, too, sir. (laughs) I live in Glen Burnie, Maryland, and uh, I walk with a cane. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Glen Burnie? How do you spell the Burnie part? B-U-R-N-I-E. All right. See, my name is B-U-R-N-E-Y. I thought maybe I had relatives there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know him yet. Yeah, all right. All right, go, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I did, but no, I shouldn't okay. have. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, uh, I walk with a cane because I just had a new hip put in. Ah, uh, how's so, it going? So far, so good, sir. Just good. time to heal and learn to walk all over again. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, good for you. I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you, sir. So how uh, did it go? It went good. I uh, it was the last day of early voting, and I drove to Severna Park, which is I live in Glen Burnie. Severna Park's a few miles away. Uh-huh. And in elementary school, I think it was an elementary school, there was a line all the way around the building. Hmm. So uh, parking lot was packed with people, and I got in line. And someone saw me as I was coming up. They saw me walking with a cane. And they said, come on up front. And they took me right straight to the front of the line. And I was no the first person who was handicapped. And I walked in. How wonderful. And, uh, How wonderful. They were really, really gracious, really friendly. And people, some of the people that were running for office were in the line, you know, as you walk down the sidewalk, they're on the left and right side. So I met two or three of those people. And that was really good. Okay. All right. Uh, see, in many states, that's not legal. You can't approach. If you're running for office, you can't approach anyone in the line. Uh, you well, can't do that here in Ohio. Me. They were just standing there. Okay. Excuse me. They, they didn't approach me. They were just standing okay. there with a sign on. Okay. And uh, I, I started talking to a couple of them, and I talked to a couple of them, and it was just really great. Okay. Help me out. All right. Well, George, thank you so much for sharing your experience. I I appreciate it. And I pray that your healing is quick and without any complications. Thank you, kind sir. And thank you for substituting for Mr. Crow. He's awesome to listen to also. Oh, listen, he is a dear friend and he is a legend in Christian radio. So it's an honor for me to sit in for him. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you, George. God bless you. God bless you too, sir. Bye-bye. All right. I I wanted my poor use of time. Pardon me, frog in the throat. Um, I wanted to give more time to this story, but I'll just refer you to it. 
It's an NBC News story written by a former senior intelligence service officer at the CIA. The headline, the GOP needs a counter-radicalization strategy. It's one of the most incredible pieces I've ever read anywhere. Uh, This guy begins by saying, we need to be more like Saudi Arabia because they don't tolerate terrorists. Well, then he goes on to say, well, the real terrorists in America are not radical Muslims, Republicans. Republicans are the terrorists. And we need to have a counter-radicalization strategy within the Republican Party to teach Republicans not to be violent. And the picture accompanying the editorial is a guy with a gun, a big knife, a billy club, and I can't tell whatever else he's got, but he's well-armed, and obviously the implication is that's the way all Republicans are. Really? This is NBC News. Implying. It's not explicit, it's implicit that if you're a Republican, you're a violent radical. Now, I don't have time to get to it, but I have another story in my stack Over 100 pro-life centers have been attacked since the Roe v. Wade thing. Buildings burned down, people attacked, pro-life churches attacked, graffiti, broken windows, etc. Over 100 and not one arrest. Not one arrest. There's not any mention of the attempted assassination of a sitting Supreme Court justice by a leftist. Not one word about the guy that opened fire on Republicans on a baseball diamond when uh, a Republican was severely wounded and almost died. Nothing about that. Nothing about the riots that went on for months and months and months that caused literally billions of dollars. Dozens of people died. Thousands of people injured. All by leftists, not Republicans. You wouldn't know it from NBC News.